welcome to our podcast, Be the Flagship, Episode 2, with our host, Jeff Parsons. Hello, I'm Jeff Parsons, and welcome to Be the Flagship, where in this Episode 2, we're going to focus on the importance of employee connection. So we call this one, Connecting Your Employees to Your Organization. So what do we mean when we say employee connection? Well, we mean a sense of belonging. We mean the level of engagement of your workforce. Because if your workforce is connected, they're engaged. And if they're engaged, then they perform and they stay and they grow with your organization. So that's why employee connection is critical to the health of hospices and small health care organizations. Having said that, uh, and looking at some of the latest Deloitte research, 79% of organizations agree that employee connection, connectivity is important, while only 13% state that they're ready to address it at this moment. And so it, that's, that's a troubling statistic. We wonder why we have issues with employee engagement. We wonder why we have issues with performance. We wonder why we have issues with turnover, uh, you, you know, and, and, and the reason is because the employees don't feel connected to our organizations. And I tell you what, you know, within hospice especially, and, in, and even with the other small health care type of organizations, home health uh, and the other types, but especially within hospice, if you can't connect your employees to your mission, uh, within the community is you're not trying hard enough. And and so that's why I'm devoting this episode to employee connectivity and how to do a better job of that. So again, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. So I'd like to revisit some of the Gallup research I referred to in episode one uh, regarding employee disengagement and the percentage of employees who can considered themselves actively disengaged. I mentioned that the category of employees who suffered the worst decline in engagement uh, were healthcare workers. And we talked about, well, you know, it's, it's somewhat understandable with COVID and post-COVID and the level of burnout and all those things. But the second category uh, that suffered the steepest decline in engagement were managers. And so we count on our managers to do what? To engage our workforce, to engage their teams, to uh, increase the performance of their teams. And how, how can we expect them to do that if they're not actively engaged, and, and which means they're not connected to your organization? So let's talk about what connection is not. Well, number one, it's not those corporate platitudes that you have nicely framed and hanging on your wall, you may call them your core values, your principles, your corporate objectives, uh, those types of things. That's not connection until the employee buys into them, until they're all in and they actually are in alignment with those uh, corporate core values and, and things like that. But what do we do? We place them on a wall. We expect everyone just by default to buy into them. We haven't taken advantage of the opportunity to connect 
with our employees. So employee connection is all about, do I connect with my organization? Does the employee connect with the employer? Does the employee connect with their manager and their organization? That's uh, employee connection or connectivity. And I'll give you a, a perfect example of how an organization accomplished connection in a very creative manner. So I will use as an example one of my former employers, uh, Baxter Healthcare. Uh, I was there uh, in the uh, 1990s and uh, at one of the largest IV systems manufacturing facilities in the world. We had over 3,000 employees under one roof tucked away in the beautiful foothills of the uh, Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina. Most of our employees were assembly workers. Um, most of them were female. And, and, and so they sat there and they spent the day filling these IV bags with fluid. Uh, and, and we realized as an organization that the jobs had to be more meaningful to our employees, that we wanted to give our employees something that they could connect with. So what we did at a corporate level out of uh, the Chicago area uh, is created a very nice video that every single new hire had to watch as a part of their orientation. What made this video so creative? Well, it never once mentioned Baxter Healthcare. It never once uh, demonstrated one of their products or talked about how their products were used in the marketplace. So what did they do? Well, they had video vignettes of different parts of healthcare. They had a doctor, a surgeon, and they were interviewing the surgeon and, and, and they asked the surgeon, well, do you ever feel like quitting? And he said, I quit every night, and then I wake up the next morning and I go back to work. And they showed on, on the uh, maternity floor a nurse there and, uh, who was distraught, and she told the story about a mother uh, who lost a child on the maternity ward. And that that mother would come in on occasion and, and go back to that room again. And, you know, they just they gave different examples of healthcare workers under stress. Why did they do that? They wanted the employees, the rank and file, to understand that what they do with that medical product, that it made a difference. Again, so it was a very creative uh, method of engaging that workforce around a common good. We're doing good in the world. We're making a quality product that goes into healthcare so that surgeon has the tools that he needs, so that that maternity nurse uh, has the tools that she needs. And it helped our employees in the foothills of North Carolina put themselves in the shoes of those healthcare workers. It was an astounding success. You can't, uh, you couldn't watch the video uh, without bringing a tear to your eye. It rallied our workforce around a common mission and a common good. So what about your organization? 
Where are those those opportunities for you to increase the level of connection between your organization and your employees? Where are the missed opportunities? Let me give you something to think about. So when you think of your donors, if you're a nonprofit, if you think of your donors, those who donate money to your organization, what are you trying to do with those donors? You're trying to connect with those donors. You want them to feel a sense of pride in the organization they are uh, giving money to. So when you approach your employees, you should approach them with the same mindset as you do your donors. And you may say, well, but they're not donating anything. We, we pay them for their time. And yes, you do. You know, the interesting thing, though, you're paying them to do a job and you're paying them to maintain a certain level of performance expectations. You're not paying them to go above and beyond. You're paying them to do a job. And I will tell you now, every single employee knows where that line's drawn in terms of what amount of work do I need to do to keep my employer off my back, right? And and anything above that is discretionary effort. They're not required to give that to you. You want it, but you're not required to give. Uh, uh, they're not required to give you that discretionary effort. That's that effort to go above and beyond. That's that effort to give you ideas on process improvement. That's that effort that would move a mountain for you and and, and for your managers there. That's that discretionary effort. They don't have to give that to you. Uh, So if you, but they can donate it to you. They can give it to you if they are connected with you and they feel that sense of pride. And that's what I'm getting to. So I give you an example. There's a hospice with a grief center. Uh, for children who have lost a loved one, a parent, a sibling, uh, and and they uh, provide a, a summer camp uh, a week, a month, and 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 you know it's all funded by donation. It's a wonderful thing. You can't walk through the grief center without again it bringing a tear to your eye and seeing some of the letters that these children write and some of the activities they're involved with during this these grief counseling sessions. It's a great place to take someone interested in donating to that organization and to that cause because it connects to their heart. Right? And so is that a missed opportunity? Could you take your new hires during the onboarding process through that same grief center as an example. Could you expose them to what you expose your donors to? Because what you want to do is connect with their heart. So where do we start uh, in connecting employees? Where are the points of connection uh, and, and where we miss most of our opportunities? Well, it starts with the recruitment process. How do we treat people who apply for jobs, I can relate back to previous experiences with an organization where I was doing some HR consulting. They did a horrible job in in the recruiting phase because they made the person who applied feel like they're just lucky to get an audience. Oh, you you should be lucky that we're going to talk with you about this job, as opposed to, hey, we ha- we're a great company and we want you to be a part of something great. They didn't approach it that way. Uh, until we did some redirection with them. So it starts at the recruitment phase and and then making sure you you recruit and select and hire the right people 
who uh, have the best opportunity to perform and to connect within your organization. How about the selection and, and the hiring phase of employment? What about when you're sitting across the table with them and interviewing that candidate? Are you projecting a greater purpose for your organization? Are you projecting pride in your organization? Are you projecting, you know, we're a part of something special and you have an opportunity to be a part of something special as well? Are we doing those types of things? What about an orientation? You know, especially for clinical employees where there's a lot of check the box types of things that that must occur during orientation. Sometimes we can get caught up in checking the box and, and missing opportunities to connect with that new hire employee. So where are the opportunities within your orientation process where you can connect with that employee and help them understand that you're a part of something bigger than just what you're stating in your in your mission statement or those platitudes on on the wall what about onboarding what happens in your onboarding process once they finish orientation do you send them off to their boss and say well best of luck best of luck to you and then expect that boss to connect with that employee and again when you may have an issue with that boss's level of connection right don't do that have a well structured robust process for onboarding take advantage of the opportunities to connect if you have a grief center or if you have some other type of uh, outreach in the community make sure your employees are exposed to that early on in 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 their employment in the onboarding process if you don't you're missing an opportunity to connect during the new hire uh, selection orientation onboarding phase promote interaction and open communication uh, with your new hires and with your leadership team create opportunities for your employee to get to know you better to get to know your organization utilize their boss in the onboarding process don't just hand off to the boss once you're finished your orientation drag that boss in and have that person give them that opportunity to connect with an employee and and get off on the right foot uh, with that new hire implement some non-work related functions uh, activities that they can be involved in again i'll go back to the baxter uh, examples and once a year we had something we call zero defects day and it you know it really didn't have much to do with zero defects or quality is about getting the employees together having fun having skits grilling hot dogs I can't tell you how many hot dogs I grilled during those annual events but grilling hot dogs and hamburgers and having fun bringing in entertainment for a workforce of 3,000 plus employees by the way uh, we we brought in some patients or former patients uh, who'd had uh, kidney dialysis and had used our product, brought them in, invited them to come in, we treated them really well, fed them, and gave them an opportunity to talk about how you know how appreciative they were of the Baxter products. Do you think that that inspired pride? Uh, and a level of connection with our workforce, you bet it did. So what can you do as an organization to implement things similar to that where you are taking every advantage to connect with that new hire employee? 
Okay, I'm going to step off of my soapbox for just a minute because it's time for an advertisement. So I I will go through uh, the advertisement, as I mentioned in my previous episode, where I just gave you the whole ball of wax and everything that we do at Flagship Talent. We're just going to focus on bits and pieces of those support services that help you engage your workforce, that help you recruit the right employees who will be engaged and who will connect with your workforce. So here's a little bit about Flagship Talent, and then we'll come back. Thank you. Flagship Talent provides the leadership development expertise you need to increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. We bring to bear over 30 years of experience developing leaders at all levels in most parts of the world. We can develop your entire leadership team on your site with content customized to address your specific needs. We can develop your leaders virtually through our online webinars. We can develop a single leader through leadership coaching, where we utilize assessments to create a development plan, then coach the leader through successful completion of the plan, including how to overcome challenges on the job in their real world of work. Invest in your team. Take your managers and create leaders. We develop leaders from entry level to executive level, all within your budget and operations schedule. Flagship Talent offers affordable, flexible, results-driven, and effective leadership development with measurable results. Contact Jeff today for more information at jeff at flagshiptalent.com or call him at 1-800-530-4189, extension 101. Thank you. Back to you, Jeff. Bye. Okay, it's time for just a moment of humor. Again, as we start this week, I know you all probably need a laugh. Uh, and, and so what I'll do, I'll tell you the story of the doctor and the patient. And, and so the patient walks into the doctor's office, and the doctor walks in, sits down across the table from the patient with a very somber look on their face. And they look at the patient and say, well, I have some bad news, and I have some really bad news. Which would you like to hear first? And the patient's eyes got really big, and their mouth dropped open, and they said, Oh, my God, what's the bad news? And the doctor said, Well, your test results have come back, and the results are not good. According to the test results, you have about six weeks left to live. And the patient almost fell out of the chair and said, oh, my God, if that's the bad news, what's the really bad news? And the doctor said, well, we've been trying to get in touch with you for the past six weeks. (laughs) So that's our moment of humor for today. All right. So let's continue our discussion on employee connection and why that's so important for organizations. Um, And let's shift our attention to the managers. Uh, As I mentioned in episode one, most employees quit their bosses before they quit the company. Why do they do that? They're not connected with their boss. If they're connected with their boss, they'll charge a hill for that person. I've seen it happen. And, And so your bosses need to be transitioned from managers to leaders. They need development. They need training. Invest in your managers. Invest in your leaders. Help them understand how to best 
develop leadership credibility. What is leadership credibility? Well, leadership is seen through the eyes of the followers. It makes no difference what you think, and it makes no difference what that leader or manager thinks. It doesn't matter what type of title they have. It's all about, will your team charge a hill for you? And if the answer is that, then you're a leader. The the thing to keep in mind is you can have leadership skills and you can lead people in the right direction or you can lead your team over a cliff. So again, invest in developing your leaders. It will pay off enormous dividends over time as it relates to engaging your workforce. It'll also engage your leaders as part of that development. Just investing in them will give you the opportunity as an organization to connect with your managers as well because you're, they are accountable for the performance of their teams. So give them the tools uh, so that they can carry out uh, you know, their role and responsibilities as a leader within your organization. Uh, they're accountable, so invest in them. Uh, include your leaders, your managers, in those connection points. Make sure they're involved. Make sure em- your employees relate your, their manager to the organization, to the overall good of, of your organization. It's very important. Make sure your leaders, your managers, uh, demonstrate your core values. Whatever you have up on that wall, make sure that your leaders are demonstrating that. If they're not, hold them accountable for it. They're probably in the wrong role. I know that sounds tough, but if they're not promoting employee engagement within your organization, they are in the wrong role and they are not leaders. They do not, They will lose their credibility. And I always tell people in leadership development workshops that I, that I do, that leadership credibility is like that precious jewel. So you want to protect it, you want to polish it, and 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 keep it sacred. Because once you lose credibility to lead, you might as well update your resume and get ready to move on. Because people will not follow you, and things become toxic within the workforce. So it is very critical for you as an organization to invest in your in your leadership team. All right, so some final comments on employee connection. And just to give you something to think about, to give you a visual. So let's say one of your employees, let's step back and think for just a second. Let's say one of your employees who's who's relatively new hire, they just completed orientation and onboarding and job training, and they're just, uh, they're just getting settled within the organization. So let's take that person and they're in the food store shopping and they run into one of their neighbors who happens to be one of their friends. And also this neighbor knows that they have started uh, a new job with your organization. So the neighbor asks a question. So, hey, I hear you have a new job. How do you like it? And I gauge the response on a five point scale. So. Uh, number one on a five-point scale, their response would be, well, I don't like it so hot. Do you know anyone else who's hiring? Is that employee engaged? Are they connected? Oh, no. And, and will they stay? No, they're already looking for another job. If you go to level two and they say, how do you, how do you like it? If your new hire's response is, well, it's a job and I got to work somewhere, does that demonstrate a level of connection? Again, no, 
So if you get to level three, the response is, well, you know, I love my patients. Have you ever heard that with any of your nurses? I love my patients. Well, again, are they con- well, they're connected with your patients, but they're not connected with your organization. You need them connected with your organization as well. Level four would be the response was, well, I love my boss. He or she is great. And that's good. They're beginning to connect with the, the boss. They're beginning to connect with the manager. And that's good. You want them at least at a level four in their response back to their friend or their neighbor. Level five, their response would be, I love it. I love my boss. I love the company. They take good care of me, and we take good care of our patients. That's the promised land. If you have an employee who's there, they are highly connected. And if they're highly connected, they will be engaged. They will perform. They will stay, and they'll grow with your organization. That's what you want. So your strife, your goal today is is to connect with your employees to the point, within the first three months of their employment, by the way, that you connect to the point to where they're a level four or five. I love my boss. And I love my organization. I love my boss. They take care of me and we take good care of our patients. That's where you want to be. So what at your organization, within your organization, what do you need to do differently tomorrow than you've done yesterday to help increase the level of connection within your organization. What points of connection are you missing? What points of connection can you include? How can you improve your orientation and onboarding process? What can you do differently tomorrow than you did yesterday? Again, thank you for joining me in this episode two in connecting your employee with your organization. I appreciate your listening, and I look forward to the next episode. Take care. Bye.